Welcome, friends, listeners, to a great roundtable discussion. We're just getting started. This um, discussion has come about because we were talking about what does it take to be a man? And here we are with all these male individuals. We got Rick, Derek, Jim, Jerry, and Brandon with me today. And um, yeah, it's like romper room. Everybody's in their little <laughs> squares, you know, uh, Hollywood squares over here. But yeah, we, we, uh, we've been all thinking about this subject this week because it came up about a week ago. And um, I think it'd be really cool for each of us to share our opinion and thoughts about um, what does it mean to be a man? So um, to kick it off, maybe um, I'll pass it off to Rick. And um, Rick, what, what do you think, what came to your mind when, when we brought this question forward? Well, I remember when we first brought the topic up, I thought it was going to be like a pretty simple uh, thought process. Like I, like at first I was like, okay, that's easy to break down. And then I found out through the course of this week that it's, it's a really uh, tough question because it, I, I mean, it's such a, I think there's so many answers and it's just so broad of a, a question. So I really had to sit down and I've, I've, I was telling you guys before we start recording, I put so much thought into this during the week asking people talking to people around me and trying to get what they think and uh i mean and i just kind of i'm just kind of looking at my notes and you know so bear with me but you know i was just wondering like what is it what does it mean to be a good man and is and, and i thought like is that somebody who um you know is calm and they and they they kind of toe the line and they go along to get along and they follow the rules and try to do everything correct and then i the more i thought about it i'm thinking no that is exactly op- i believe it's opposite of of that i think that a good man is somebody that is strong and they stand on their principles they stand on truth and they stand for what's right and i think that that is definitely uh what a, uh, the mark of a good man so that's kind of where i was my thoughts took me is that um you know, they need that foundation kind of, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, what have you heard over the past couple of months of a certain documentary uh, titled on the counterpart of the sex spectrum of what it, what is a woman? And people can't even answer that. Mm-hmm. Like, where the hell are, are we at? And you men- mentioned principles like, all right, well, it's very subjective to people, you know, as far as like, all right, what kind of principles do you stand for and values and this and that? Well, I know the folks in this, you know, panel are familiar with cosmic natural law and all that stuff. And, you know, what we stand on are eternal fucking principles and things that, you know, we need not waver from because we know the difference between right and wrong and all that stuff. And, you know, holding that sacred pillar of uh, masculinity, the do no harm and the, uh, no, sorry, that's the feminine, but uh, you know, the take no shit, the protective one, you know, like where do we stand and draw the line on certain things when it comes to people possibly causing harm and coercion and all, and all that stuff that we're kind of born into in this, you know, the conditioning of generational trauma and, and mind control and all these other things that we're trying to, you know, dissipate and fucking correct and break these fucking cycles of, yes, there is the toxic patriarchal shit, but the matriarchal, you know, it has its own toxicity and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to strike the fucking balance and really, you know, be 
the solid figure of a, a man that has wielded their intellects like the sword that they have, you know, that left side of the brain is mastered, yet it's integrated the feminine energy of, you know, that yin and, and, and all that and being in touch with their intuition and all that stuff. That is a powerful fucking man on this earth. And we're trying to, you know, resurrect that shit. And it goes well beyond chivalry type of aristocratic shit that's you know outdated and we could do a lot better but uh, anyways some uh some great points by uh rick and Derek, and it's funny when you bring this topic up you know what is a man what is a good man when you just look at the word man you're talking about it in, in almost three different connotations you're talking about man you know, as a species man as the individual then male as the biological male you know which at one point in time was more masculine but sadly in today's day and time is more feminine uh so what i want to focus on is just the word man um you know in and of itself because when you hear words that you know start off with the word man like manipulate you know you got manufacture you know things like manual um you know you got him maneuver. Um, you got things like mandate. So when you just have that word man, you're talking about something that is being created. And we all know that we as men, you know, if you're uh, not just talking about how biological, you know, you know, males, men, but just the male as the individual and the uh, and the man as a species. We all want to create, but we as, you know, men, as individual males, you know, we want to create. So when I hear, you know, what is a man, I'm thinking of not just creation in and of itself, but conscious creation. You know, you have that internal, uh, you have that internal balance um, because, you know, one of the main aspects of being a, uh, a, a man was, you know, you being in your true you know, your true masculine, the true masculine is about you not going along with the flow. You're not following the uh, crowd. You walking your own journey, you being your own hell individual, you being your own true being, you know, you have come to grasp, you know, health certain knowledge and you have integrated that knowledge within yourself. So therefore you were able to have that form of conscious creation. And I think that's why a lot of males feel, as though they aren't capable or, you know, just inadequate because they aren't creating you know, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, as I sat with this question during, during the week, I found myself wanting to dodge it, like not really think about it. And it, it goes to like what you're saying, Brandon, like to be honest, the inadequate inadequacy has been there for me like just like I've many times in my life never felt like I'm good enough I've never felt like I'm man enough like to live up to that the the Hollywood kind of archetype of a man or what our society thinks a man should be or like like the macho man you know the guy who gets all the girls or like I've never been like the strongest guy or maybe not definitely like not the best provider like making money for my family so stuff like that and so and I also thought like I think of myself as a big kid like I never wanted to grow up and and be I'm 48 but like 
so there's that 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 all that stuff's kind of going through my head about what it means to be a man and but you know i but that's we we talk about that how that's like really programming and bullshit like the archetype and the ego and like now that we're getting into natural law and what it means to be a man of integrity i'm saying like you know that that's going to trump everything um and I, I always think a lot about because I was really uh, raised Catholic and the whole Jesus thing and how people go to church on Sunday and like who, who was a better man than Jesus? But yet then they, they go back to the, into the world and don't act like him. So as far as that integrity, like be more like Jesus and not like the Hollywood man. Like if, if so many people are Christians and they, they claim to be like, that's the, you know, Jesus is the greatest, then choose that. <laughs> you know, I always, I always get stuck on that, but I'll pass that. Pass. That's what I was thinking this week. You, you kind of got me thinking about my childhood. You know, my dad was a preacher. He was really into uh, Christianity and religion. And he was also kind of from the Midwest. And he would kind of talk about that thing, like a man's word is a man's handshake, you know, where I came from. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was young, I was taught that when a man says something, he's expected to follow through, you know, and he would say things like that really firmly and sternly. And that really stuck with me. Like, and then he actually compared it too to um, there's a particular verse, and I think it's a uh, well, New Testament. Um, it might be Luke, but anyway, it's right in the beginning of one of those books, and it says like, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God." You know, and that kind of always got me going, especially since when I don't really necessarily. Um, stick with the create i don't stick with the christianity religion at all but there's so many good things i take from what i learned from it and what that got me thinking is that like the more you tell the truth the more you're honest like the more reality there is to your person like if you think about it in a really simple way if someone tells you oh i'll meet you at five o'clock and then you go to the place and that person's not there it's like they kind of cease to exist in your world like how much more times are you going to keep going? You know, and if that happens over and over, they do cease to exist. They become less real. And so like, I think part of what to me, like the most basic description I could give of what it means to be a man is to be honest. Like Rick said, you know, to be a man of your word, to be someone who does what they say and follows through with what they say. Because like in theory, both men and women should have a lot of the same um, aspects you know like a feminine you want your feminine side and you want your male side you know like if you look into uh, michael tessarian he talked about this androgynous thing from you know the occult histories and some of the mystery traditions where they talk about you know kind of getting the best of both those worlds and it's almost like derek mentioned you know we have the two pillars in in like the freemasonry drawing board or whatever where they have the self-defense principle on the one side 
and and then um, the non-aggression principle on the other way, which would be the female or the moon side, and then the sun or the male would be the um, self-defense principle. And and I feel like in our in our modern world, the self-defense principle is totally demolished and destroyed until most people and most men don't even understand it. And when it is expressed, it's in this silly, violent, ridiculous, um, you know, abusive type way or authoritarian way or tyrannical way. And so we don't ever have examples, any of us, from the time we're very young of what a real man would be. So it's almost like an imaginary thing. Um, so it's kind of hard to talk about in a way because everything we know of what a man is is what people have seen on tv and movies and books and all these stories that are flooded into people's heads since they're little and that's the making them see a picture of what i don't really think a man is at all and so that makes me go like well what isn't a man you know and that and then it starts going into another question but i'll go ahead and pass it back to uh, rick great points guys you really are and and um just thinking about what jim was saying that you think uh, like a lot of guys i think they see the heroes in movies and stuff and then that's what they think that's their image of a man like a, a big strong muscular guy you know it doesn't show emotion you know and i just think that that it's just that's what they want people to think a, a man is and it's not i think that you guys make great points i think that a great man is somebody that is in touch with both their masculine and feminine side. They've married those two things together. They're not, you know, they, and, and I, it bothers me because in a lot of movies that you see and that they guys, you know, if they, if they show emotion, if they show any weakness and God forbid they cry, you know, then they're looked at as a weak man. And I just think that is just the, that's what they want you to believe. And I just think it's so dangerous because, you know, I don't, it's not true. It's just not true. I mean, if you, you know, these emotions are there for a reason. And, you know, if a man cries, I think that's a, just as legit as a man getting angry. I mean, we have these emotions for a reason. And so, but you don't very, you don't see that talked about very often. At least I don't. I, it's always these tough guys in movies and they get the girls like Jim was saying, it's all this really macho image. And it's just, I think that a good man is somebody that's got both male and female they're merged you know like working together in concert like balance balanced yeah great thank yeah. you balance perfect um so. i just wanted to mention real quick i was talking about that verse it was john 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and i think that ties in because the word your word is what you say and mm -hmm. that is what you are anyway so sorry to interrupt you rick go ahead no, I'm done. That, that, that's I, that's all I want to say, Chris. And uh, thanks for like, yeah, balance. That's the perfect word. Mind if I say something? Well, yeah, like yeah, jump in, Derek. In the ancient mystery traditions, whatever they call that, the alchemical wedding, right? You know, getting that unity consciousness, understanding, yeah, the yin and yang flow of things, and how you you know emit energy, but you know you're going to be receiving as well. And uh, yeah, just to emphasize that sacred feminine essence of compassion and care right? with a capital fucking C on the cosmic level of where humanity needs to be heading more towards, right? And all that stuff. And just to say something real quick about the whole, yeah, like we are inundated, you know, for the past like five years with, you know, all this fucking like savior programming 
whether it be the jack scenes, you know, 5G, 6G, or, and all this stuff, but also on the media level, it's like how many superheroes movies are coming out, you know, on the, like almost like a weekly fucking basis, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, they they had this like feminine usurping of the the masculine. They you know switched fucking roles almost over the past like two years with this you know whatever kind of agenda going on. If you've been paying attention to that any decently you know what i'm talking about but uh yeah it's like they're getting replaced by you know the this male beta bitch version of what the fuck <laughs> a real man is and when uh like and to be honest like folks like captain america and iron man were decent archetypes of a man yes they had their flaws they had their ego issues and, and whatever the fuck and and all that shit but uh like take it back to like some you know like <laughs> Forget about the blings of power or the rings of power that this, you know, whoever the fuck wrote that shit is whack as fuck. This billion dollar blunder of the Lord of the Rings. But uh, the true archetypes types of a, a real man that I, I like to just fall back on in case, you know, sometimes I get lost in my navigation or, you know, question my own fucking masculinity, whatever the fuck, you know, you suffer heartbreaks and you kind of, you know what I mean? But uh, like folks like Aragorn, Strider, if you will, and Gandalf, even fucking uh, not Bilbo, but Frodo, you know, these men had fucking courage. They had a lot of value. They had a lot of, you know, care and compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. They were leaders in their own rights and they didn't fucking follow orders or no fucking, you know what I mean? And uh, they were against fucking evil and they were not going to waver against that as well. And their, their bravery shone through all that, you know, like just if you guys read the books you understand on a deeper level and if you understand the allegories it's even deeper you know what i mean so just like taking these things into consideration when you're growing up and, and all that stuff uh yeah i wrote i wrote those books when i was a uh, adolescent you know you, you don't know much when you're at that age still developing the cognizance and all that stuff but um yeah for me it just like set a decent compass for like wow like we can treat people in this way and like how many languages do these people speak you know i'm I'm bilingual myself and i love to speak uh french where i was living there for a third of my life and married and all that stuff and like having that awakened heart and just wanting to do right every fucking breath and every step that i took for the greater good and for the win-win for you know all and feeling like i had that you know good positive energy where I can wield the magic and be a, a creator, a provider and all that stuff and still, you know, provide that space for, you know, that co-creation of my, you know, sacred counterpart and all that stuff and let her beauty shine and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. It ain't that fucking hard, yo. This is just like real life shit, you know, like get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, what's good, Jerry? <laughs> Yeah, I love what you were saying about just everything, basically. But, yeah, I, I want to ask a question. What is, I mean, you gave an example of, which was, you, I was thinking, like, what's an example of a good man? And you just gave an example, like, a couple examples. So that's fascinating. If I had to think an example of a good man, uh, Mark Passio, I mean, that's just, like, right off the top of my head. I think we're all good men here. Because this group is based on principles. So that's what Crip was talking about. And I believe people are dumbed down that they don't know what a good man is. And that's why this can be a little complex. 
But I think the solution is to talk about it. So I'll pass it back to you, Chris. Yeah. Um, you know what? What occurs to me is that the um, like we're trying to redefine that word in so many ways because the programming, and that's what you know. That's what occurs to me most that when I was thinking about it this week leading up to it, like a lot of the a lot of the storylines going in my head are from stuff that really affected me as a kid from the cartoons and the comic books. And um, I was remembering this daydream I used to have in school where like guys would come in the classroom with machine guns and I would be the hero. Like I would jump up and grab them by the neck and pull their gun down. And I would like daydream about this stuff. And so like my idea as a kid from like playing with my toys and stuff was always like, there was these bad guys, right? The bad guys are going to come, but I'm a good guy, you know, and I'm going to save everybody and I'm going to beat the shit out of the bad guys. And so it was like this really simplistic and um, violence type based silly idea, but it's so ingrained in me that, even though I know better in certain ways, I see it express itself over the years and like what a woman's supposed to be like, what she's supposed to look like. I've had to like restructure my own thinking over and over and over, over the years to, to deprogram all this bullshit in my head. So, you know, I think for me, it's like, that's the biggest thing that comes up when I think about this is like the programming that's out there that people are stuck in. And that's, what's defining a man right now. And like the three main shows I think I think of that come to mind are like The Simpsons, um, Married with Children. Right. Yep. And um, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, um, Friends. Friends really sticks out for me, too, because it's like an example of these males Never saw that are like good for you <laughs> good job they have no guts <laughs> they they never um they're not honest they lie constantly and um like they're untrustworthy they watch They'll a lot of porn too betray each other they act very feminine you know it's a show where they're they're destroying what a man should be and so like you know married with children you know you got this father just doesn't give a crap he just sits on the couch drinking beer you know it's like in the simpson you know like they're always making the male the father of the family like an idiot an yep. idiot who you can't trust him he's always going to be at the bar and he's never going to tell the truth you know and even the ones that they display like i, I think it was home improvement <laughs> that guy with the funny laugh right he he seems like kind of like a good dad and like he does some good things but he's always lying he's constantly telling lies that's the whole laugh track is lies that he's telling and getting himself into stupider and stupider situations because mm-hmm. he can't tell the damn truth and so it's like what is being displayed in the public eye as a man is the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying it's about being a man of your word, about being honest, about doing what you say you're going to do and sticking to that. And that being like the priority of being a man. And that is the opposite of what they're teaching you with these television shows and almost all the, um, the shitty versions of a man that, that are uh, programming men and female alike. Yeah. You know, this kind of um um Chris, I'm glad that you brought that point up because this is what I talked about in uh the Freedom on the Natural Law 2 conference. Um in my discussion when uh when it came to keeping your word and how your word was one of the first contracts. Because if you and I came to do business, you as a man, me, you know, as a man, it wasn't, you know, how we signed things for on paper. It was your word, how was your bond? So we would shake hands and we would honor. 
you know, held the uh, word because it, that was the uh, contract because speech, our voice is a form of action. It is, it is one of the masculine components of our being. And that masculine component is that penetrating energy. It is that, it is that, um, it is that energy. It is that energy that's going to go out, you know, hell, that's going to be active. It is that forceful energy. So when we use our speech, um, you know, that is us, you know, we are using that in right action to say no, to speak out, to use our voice, to say, hey, we are not going to go along with that. And when keeping uh, and keeping your word, that is what helps you build your integrity, because when you do not keep your word, that's a piece of you that you are sacrificing hell that you are giving to someone else are you just you are just giving that you know hell away because speech is so valuable from not just a physical side but from a spiritual side because that is what you know the divine the all hell the isness source has given us communication because all that is a form of creation because without the speech without being able to express ourselves in the forms of, you know, words, how could we really communicate? How much creation will we really, you know, get done? So we, as, you know, males, as men, you know, we should be maintaining our word as much as possible because that's how we help build a more integrated self, a more integrated being. And if you continue to lie and be deceitful and to dishonor you know how your word that's you dishonoring a part of yourself and you dishonoring the holy spirit or you know hell the all hell, whatever you want to call it you can call it god you know but if people want to you know connect a source or you know raise their vibration raise their energy raise their frequency start honoring your damn word you know like that's one of the best things you do if you say you're going to do something start doing it start doing it Word. And ahead, uh, yeah, it goes back to the trivium just real quick. I mean, like building up your grammar, being able to arti articulate properly that word sound power, man. Yeah. Had Brandon on for a recent discussion. We were talking about that. It was good stuff. I'm going to pass it on. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. I love that shit. Yo. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Brandon. Like that's, that's what I'm getting. It's to, to be like the most authentic man is, is to be the man of, of your word. But I think what holds most men back is is fear, right? That's um, so to be able to break through that fear, like that's that's being a good man. I I've spent a lot of times in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I got I learned a lot about men over the years. About I I I saw a lot of tough guys who were really just scared men. You know, everyone's really acting. They're not being who they really want to be, but they're trying to like live up to that typical man or whatever, you know, whatever they went through in their life. It's, but you, you get to know the real man in those rooms. Um, and that had a big effect on me that changed my life. I got to see like, you know, what people are going through, but and at the same time, it's just so that the fear obviously is winning. We know that that's the part of the programming. And 
So, you know, we're talking about what can we do to break through that fear. I don't have all the answers. I'm still scared. Like there's things that I, I know I want to do and I'm not because the, the fear does get to me. But you know, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Sorry, just just to, uh, honoring your word is really that's that's a huge huge part of being a good man. Yeah. The the other aspect you're bringing in there, Jim, about the fear. I mean, I think that is really important. Um, one thing on my mind is, you know, I've been taking this class and I'm learning a little bit about some self defense stuff. You know, I'm a beginner, but the guy who's teaching me, you know, he's he's really good at this stuff. He's been doing it for a long time. And and he often makes the point, you know, like with self-defense, for instance, like he goes, you know, when you see people like gearing up to fight, like we've all seen this at school or something, or, you know, people like, come on, come on, come on. Just like pushing each other around. And then where I grew up in the neighborhood, I grew up, all the boys were always like, I could kick your butt. I could kick your ass. No, I'll kick your ass. You know, like there's always this kind of tough guy out you know, where like, if you think about it, the true martial artist, someone that actually did have those skills, you know, the last thing they would want to do is advertise that, you know, they would want it to keep it secret and actually be kind of quiet and calm. And, and they would do everything possible to not have to hurt someone because they know like, you know, um, someone like the guy who was teaching me, like he, he knows well enough that if somebody actually made a move towards him, he probably would hurt them. They'd, they'd end up with a broken arm if they don't do the right thing, you know? And so like part of being a male is, is being reserved. And, and it's when you don't say something, when you want to say something or when you're really angry and you could, you do have the strength to overpower a female, for instance, but you don't because you know about principles and, and you're um, in control of yourself and your own, um, your owner, you're owning your own self. You're, you're in your own authority. Right. And so I think a lot of what, when I think about, the aspects of a, a male, I also think of like the leader traditionally, like in a tribe or um, people living together, you're going to have some kind of like leaders that handle, handle different things. And the leader of um, generally uh, defense of the tribe would be the men. They, they would be expected to go out and defend, you know, to protect the children and the women and the future of the tribe. Right. It's just natural. There's nothing wrong with that. Not to say there's not some tough ass women that have protected men. I'm sure, you know, that has happened too. But traditionally that role that we want to fill is that tough guy. Right. But so often in our actual life, being the tough guy is what you don't do and what you don't say and your ability to control that, that inner psychopath, which you do need, you need to have and be able to access it. When shit does get crazy, you need to be able to get on it. But um, the balance is, the rest of the time you need to be really calm in times of stress and display that that type of behavior so that other people and younger people and children can feel calm because they see that you got things under control and you're not losing your shit even though things are getting a little hectic so um you know to me that's a lot of what uh, being you know being a man or being even a leader is about is is that inner authority and that inner calmness of just knowing where you stand on things. Chris, I think the word you was trying to find was be disciplined. Discipline. Yeah. That's yes. Yes. Yeah. Be disciplined. And remember discipline can, can involve or, you know, have compassion. 
you know, her discipline doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, like have to be like a tough love kind of masculine form. It can also have a very, you know, her caring, her loving, you know, her compassionate form too, you know, like, you know, so yeah, her discipline is always a good thing you know, that we should have, you know, her knowing when to, you know, her restrain ourselves, her knowing that, yes, we do have the capacity to take things to the next level. Yes, we do have the the capacity to take things further than they, you know, he'll need to go. But sometimes that's not always the right, you know, help approach when doing things, especially, you know, when you are trying to teach, you know, you have to be willing to take those baby steps and be disciplined and be willing to, you know, help forgive not just other people, but also forgive yourself because a lot of people lack that self-discipline, you know, how they don't know how to tell themselves no, they don't know how to bring things up to their conscious, you know, understanding. So they're just still in that lower level, uh, unbalanced, you know, form of duality, polar extremes. So, you know, they lack that discipline and they're just going off that negative programming. Sounds like Derek has something to say. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of always do, but uh, yeah, man, the disciple of discipline, man. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You've, you've got a lot to say about that in in previous posts, um, videos rather and all that. Yeah. Um, You know, what's up. And uh, Chris, you wanted, I wanted to mention something like that. And I also wanted to ask a question If people want to run with that. They're more than welcome to, but uh, yeah, Chris, as far as like, you yeah, like the non-action part of like the action thing and just like being able to know your own strength. You know, that is really key for any kind of man, like understanding like the power that they have and what they're wielding, being able to have that and tap into that psychopath, like as you mentioned, for that, you know, fucking like extra hardcore fucking self-defense mode, whatever the fuck berserker type of shit they need to fucking wield and bust out at any kind of, you know, shit could go down, whatever, right? But, uh... Yeah, man, little kids growing up. Oh, I, who's the tough guy and this and that? Everyone's, you know, sizing who's got the biggest dick on the table, whatever the fuck, you know. And you, you get you this. You something about my mama. Yeah. <laughs> you remember those days? But, you know, people older that. than me these days, they're, you know, putting their dicks on the table. Like, you know, what, what kind of job do you have? You know, how many motorcycles do you have and all this shit? Whatever the fuck. Like, you know, like all material stuff aside, you know, bring it back to what you're saying, Chris, as far as, you know, like. I feel like, yeah, and Brandon, tying it in together, like having that discipline and the willpower and wielding your constitution to realizing the power that you hold within yourself, knowing your own strength and lim- the limitations of that and respecting other people's boundaries and all that stuff as well. Yeah. And uh, I know the title of this is What is a Man? But uh, as far as defining that, it can be complicated, uh, as we all understand and know. And we're like, well, but you know, we could take it to the apophatic inquiry and talk about what isn't a man, which we already kind of covered with, you know, some of the things that you displayed with, you know, the whole media Simpson, you know, all these, you know, the deadbeat dad folks and all this shit, you know, not really, you know, all that stuff. So if it, folks want to touch Ooh. on that, you know, uh, you're more than welcome to, or just whatever. Uh, that's I've got one because yeah, <laughs> you brought up the apathetic. Oh, uh, Oh, a real man is one who will not let the flame of truth die out. Yeah, because, you know, hell again, it goes back to creation. And I just talked about how using, you know, your voice. If you are not using your voice to stand up, to speak out, to be that individual, you know, to be that true self, 
then what exactly are you doing, you know, with that voice, you know? So yeah, a real man is one who will not let the flame of truth die out because, you know, it's like, we all see what's, you know, happening. We see tyranny, you know, we see censorship. We see how the propaganda is getting worse and worse. And too many people, too many grown, grown men, supposedly males, you know, you'll know what's going on and they're still not doing anything, you know, and you don't have to take this giant leap. You can start off, you know, crawling, you know, start off doing, you know, how your baby steps. So if you are not willing to, you know, seek the truth, you know, harmonize with the truth and speak the truth, then you are willing to let that, you know, have that flame of truth die out, which in reality is never going to die out because the truth is always going to be there. But hell, what I'm saying is, you know, hell, with this totalitarian, you know, hell, slave system, just, you know, censoring people, what are you doing if you claim to be a real man, you know? Because a real man is not going to just sit back and just watch things, you know, just observe things. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen everyone else, you know, hell around me being um, you know, her being enslaved. So, yeah, nope, it's not going to happen to me. So, like, what are you doing in the form of your action? But the problem is, in order to achieve right action, you have to have right knowledge. So, I'm going to pass it on to Rick. I'm just that trivium. Yeah, you guys are just bringing up so much good things. My head's just going a mile it's going in every direction right now because you guys are bringing up so many great points that i'm going to be thinking about i'm sure all night that i'm going to be really thinking about this but i love what you said brandon i i keeping your word man i think that's a great place to start because i think of how many people don't do that i know i've been guilty of that uh saying i would do something and then not following through and and when you kind of think of it that way like that's a great place to start simple Right. Just do what you say you're going to do. Keep your word. If you're going to meet somebody, be there. If you're going to help somebody, you say you're going to be there to help them, be there. Do that. And I think that's really powerful. And it's a simple thing that people can do. Just keep your word. And I don't know. I'm all over the place, guys. You guys are bringing up so many great points. And I just and I just uh, I I mean, I've but I was talking to people in person and I was asking them, like, what is your definition of a man? I got the very uh, a lot of people were just kind of like somebody that provides for the family somebody that uh takes care of their you know like provides a roof over their family's head takes care of the family maybe they're friends but it was very very selfish not many people brought up anything that we're talking about there was no talk of principles there was no talk about truth or any of these things it was a very shocking when i started to talk to some people in person just to get a definition of what they thought a man was so uh, I don't know, man. My head's all over, guys. I really apologize. I just think, and I also think that a lot of men are lost. I think they don't even really know what their role is anymore because you got guys I that are scared. You know, do they do they protect the family? Do they uh, stand up for for women, or do they let because then women get upset? Because I I'm trying to focus my thoughts, but it's all over the place, guys. So please bear with me, but. You know, with women like thinking that they can um, do anything a man can do and they don't need help and I and stuff. And then some men are kind of like, because I think back to 
the old tribe days, you know, a man's job was very specific, kind of. He protected the family, he protected the the tribe, the village, you know, maybe provided the food for it. And then that was kind of his job. And now without, you don't really have that aspect now with modern society. So I think a lot of men are lost and just uh, really don't know their role and kind of trying to figure that out. And then you got all this mind control going on with TV and movies and what they're seeing music another one kind of and i just think that they're lost i think and i've there's that group that we were talking about brandon you brought it up uh last week i can't remember the what it but men that are kind of doing their own thing and they're kind of like oh, uh, um, yeah was it um i can't i never make right yeah yeah make yeah and so i mean that's just showing you that guys are kind of lost and so i mean do they do they open a woman's car door do they open the door for them do they i mean so i hope you guys know what i'm trying to kind of coming from here because i'm kind of all over i can only laugh sorry (laughs) yeah i can only laugh but um yeah hell i get what you're saying and uh, um one of the main reasons why i brought up conscious creation for my first point is because that's going to lead to my next point is because we as you know men do like to create things and once we do create them you know those things we want to protect those things but sadly Mm -hmm. most most males form of creation is in a form of stagnation. So their real form of, of creation is penis creation, you know? So, you know, how they just get stuck, you know, how in booty worship is what, yep. you know, how I call it. And that's really what they want to protect, you know? So a lot of males are still falling for, you know, how that, let's see Derek over the last, hell, too many males are still falling, you know, you know, hell for that form, because that is a form of hell unconscious creation, because then you get more stuck in the whole emotional hell attachment to, you know, how you just, um, you just getting your Yahweh young, you know, your big explosion, your big yep. bang. And then that's really what, you know, how most males just want to, um, you know, stay for just the whole pleasurism and, and you know, how that right there in and of itself falls into you know, other forms of, you know, form of degrading, you know, consciousness. But that's where you know, a lot of males are is they are just thinking it's about body counts and, you know, you know, you know how can I get the most girls, you know, for how can I disrespect females? Um, you know, for how can I be more of a toxicity, not just to the feminine, but to her nature and to truth itself, you know, by, by, um, um, you know, abusing your phallics, you know, and that's what so many males are doing is they are abusing their phallics. Yeah. And not even having like conscious sex and, uh, like women will say like, you know, like, why is this guy just like masturbating inside me? Pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. that ain't fucking love making. That ain't, isn't a you know true connection of on a heart based level of intimacy or anything like that, you know. And yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, we've all been subjected to all types of porn growing up and all that stuff and the internet craze. And geez, what was it before? Like on the TV at late night on the commercials, you'd see like girls gone wild on some yeah, yeah. The fuck? <laughs> girls go wild and yeah. that shit. And that yeah. stems from like the booty worship shit, man. Like, yeah, like I, I saw the Playboy magazine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I mean, that stuff has an impact too. The way, even from the beginning, like whether women should wear clothes or not, should that even be regulated in the first place? You know, like more, like you said, traditional people living in, you know, where they were born and 
you know, when we find people, they like a lot of times the women just let it all hang out. Right. Because it's totally natural. So the kids aren't like tripping out on it and worrying about it and stressing about it and be like, you know, thinking about it. Like a lot of us were growing up because it was all hidden and you're never mm-hmm. supposed to see any body parts. And, and then when you do, it's like, Ooh, you know, how exciting, <laughs> you know, like it sets you up for this whole problematic system. And um, a lot of men are left lonely and don't know how to meet women. They don't have the tools or the knowledge how to do so. And um, they, they wind up, getting into abusive type situations or, you know, that's a lot of times why women get abused and the percentage of women that get abused by men is like ridiculously high, which goes to show that there isn't really that respect or knowledge of what a man should be on a mass scale. Otherwise the percentages of women getting abused would not be so high because the man's first highest ideal would be to protect the women and children, right. Not, not rape them, you know, so, um, yeah, I got one more big point I was thinking of making, but, um, did you want to jump in at all, Jerry or Jim? Yeah, I got something like, I think a man is one that does the right thing when, you know, it's very easy to do the wrong thing. Even when nobody's watching, I mean, I'm still watching. So yeah. What, what you got, Chris? Um, just the last big thing I was thinking is what really makes a man, you know, like I was starting to talk about that situation we have all seen in school when guys puff up, like, come on, come on, you want some, you know, like a lot of that is fear-based and a lot of the situations we've seen of why like police officers overdo it and wind up killing somebody when they shouldn't, it's because they're in a state of fear. You know, a lot of this comes Mm -hmm. from this state of fear that, oh, I'm going to look bad. So I got to beat the crap out of this buddy. So everybody knows, you know, this guy looked at my girl. You know, are you looking at my girl? Are you looking at me? You know, it's like, come on. You know, it's like, it's all this fear-based bullshit. And it has to do with this false ego that, that a man in this false identification is, is this, this version of yourself that, that never gets, you know, taken down a notch that never, no one can say anything bad about. And then if they do, you're going to get them, you know, and that's totally false. And that's not what being a man is. Being a man is being able to admit you're wrong. It's being able to put your ego aside and maybe even look stupid. You know, maybe even like my self-defense instructor said, if I took a little punch to the face and the whole situation calmed down and all that happened was I had a little blood or, you know, he's like, fine, I'd rather it ended that way. I wouldn't want to hurt the person if that would be best, you know, like, so if you were a true man, you might even do that in a certain situation. You might, you know, take one little lick or whatever and calm the whole situation down and and be the bigger man. What's called the bigger man is being able to look at the big picture and being like, what really matters here is not my freaking ego. And that people look at me as being the tough guy or the leader, but that I did the right thing for all concerned in this situation. Even if there is some level of sacrifice on my part, that's how you set a good example, you know? Great point. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've been hitting this pretty good. Um, we're getting close to an hour. Let's kind of like go through and closing thoughts and takeaways. I don't know. Brandon popped out. I hope his internet's all right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can jump back in. Yeah, hopefully. So there's a lot of stuff that men are just, you know, we're running on a lot of programs, whether it be generational or whatever, trauma-based, whatever, and 
to like, you know, go into that and do the shadow work and heal the wounded masculine, heal that inner child, you know, that, and especially like, like Jim, you're like almost like 50 years old. Like you are from a different generation than me. I'm like almost 40 years old where like, yeah, kids growing up, it it was taboo to, you know, sorry, kids, like boys growing up, you know, like it was it was kind of dangerous to show your emotions, even to your peers and, and your family members and your father and, and this and that. And, you know, these drunk alcoholic fathers, you know, laughing about the Simpsons, but it ain't no fucking laughing matter when you're at the short end of the stick, you know, getting whipped on by your fucking drunk ass dad, whatever the fuck. I mean, like, I'm not applying this to any individual. I'm just saying, like, in general, this shit has gone on and it just, you know, carries on for the cycles. And that's why I mentioned before, like, these cycles need to be fucking shattered the fuck over. And it's great that, you know, like you did go and do AA and all that stuff. I've been there before. Yeah. And I've had to try to master my high and like, you know, realize like, yo, like being under the influence of certain substances, like amplifies certain energies and strengths that, you know, you're going to regret, you know, the day after type of shit, you know, whether it be getting into fights or, you know, talking shit about your girl or, you know, Talking to a girl that was, you know, another guy's woman and, you know, like you said, Chris, before, like, you know, these, you know, the shadow ego takes control of so many fucking situations where like, like the, it's like this alpha monkey male type of archetype where like, no, I got to defend my woman because, you know, like, uh, like they got their own fucking insecurities that a lot of people don't recognize and understand. They feel like they need to overprotect, you know, the woman that they're coveting or whatever, loving. And a lot of these assholes don't even fucking love their woman properly. If you really break it down and like see it and, you know, like, yeah, I've seen this time and time again for the decades, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's just like that toxic masculinity that has not been reconciled with, not has been addressed within the individual themselves and yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before we got on the recording, like where the fuck is our guidance, you know, aside from our parents, you know, which, you know, if you don't have conscious parents growing up, like Corey Andrelet, for example, you, you know, like you got to have a, you know, the learning curve is pretty fucking steep sometimes and you ain't getting it from the indoctrination camps. So where can young men, young adolescents really come into manhood on a true cosmic fucking level that is, you know, natural law integrated fucking hermetically sealed shit, you know? I want to be a part of, you know, making that shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah, we need to start that school, you know? It's like the school initiation. You know, we don't have initiation for young people. And that needs to be developed and created. And I, I hope people are inspired to start working on that. I'm sure people are here and there, but, um, you know, it's, it's something I'm very interested in too. Thanks Derek for that inspiration. Um, yeah, we were just, Brandon, you popped out for a minute there. We're just kind of like going around giving uh, concluding thoughts as we're kind of getting towards the end of our hour here. So um, anybody yeah. else got any um, takeaways or things, takeaways? Well, I'll go since I just like Zoom just crapped out on me. Uh, you unplug one thing and then the whole thing just freezes. Uh, <laughs> fuck technology. But uh, yeah, um, we've got to build focus and clarity because those are two, are two you know, masculine traits, you know. So we, as you know, how men should be able to focus and, you know, he'll be able to pinpoint on what our goals are and have the mental clarity, you know, to use whatever. Um, form of discernment to get us to understand and 
those things are are important because we got to have knowledge, you know, um, because we're not going to get to being a real man or, you know, hell being fucking anything without knowledge. You know, hell, we have to get back to the uh, principles, you know, help the, the uh, basic core uh, principles, you know, so if you are familiar with her natural law and the hermetic principles, you know, how the mind is going to be the generator of all things. So if we really want to create true change, then we have to get to the causal factors, which is in our you know minds and how we think. And the same, these same tools are being used held against us. So if we had the knowledge and we had the mental clarity and the focus to be able to, you know, to put our focus on that and shift our time, shift, sh- shift you know, everything to this important knowledge. Then maybe we can start to see some, you know, some real change on an individual, you know, level. Then hopefully, you know, societal collective level. Uh, wonderful words. Wonderful yeah, words. Beautiful. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I hear you, Derek, about teaching the, the young kids. I, I definitely find it have to be homeschooled kids. You know, the, the kids who are already in the, the program, the, the schooling system, it's going to be tougher to, to get them. But, like, I, the homeschool movement is is growing, right? For sure. So push, push more homeschooling, too. Um, and to carry on what you're saying, Chris, about the self-defense, I, I know it's just like, a true man causes no harm, right? The, like the principles of natural law. Like, what would it mean to be a, a truly a good man to cause no harm? Yep. That's, uh, I think that's how I'll resolve it. <laughs> I'll end it there. And, and I would just add to that is, is, you know, like, I love kung fu movies. You know, and one thing they always show in kung fu movies was like there was like these guilds of martial artists, you know, and sometimes they would even compete one house against another. But like to me, that idea that that that's even a thing that's kind of lacking in our culture, that there's a built in system of, of educating yourself to prepare yourself for dealing with things when they don't go well. And what else can help things go well? But having a backup plan, you know, and being a good male would be. Like absolutely avoid danger, avoid problems, try to make sure you don't put yourself in those situations. But when those situations come, you're ready to, you're ready to do something about it and you know what, what to do. Yep. And, and that's kind of like what I see as the role too of the male, especially in the modern age to, to step into that role. And, you know, that's a struggle because we are trained from the time we were born to be very passive and to be very um, law abiding, like Rick was saying, that's what people were telling him when he asked him, what does it mean yeah. to be a man? People will say, oh, a good man follows the rules, you know, which is actually the opposite. A good man doesn't give a fuck about rules. Exactly. A good man gives a fuck about principles and the rules could be gone, you know, in a, in a moment when the principle overrides the rule. And, and that's what a true man is. And a lot of times it means being in a difficult situation or saying something that you don't really want to say that needs to be said, you know, so it's not an easy path. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, that's, I've been talking too much. How about you, Jerry? You got any closing thoughts? Let's end it on a good note. Thank you guys. I learned so much. Yeah. I liked hearing everybody's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I just build on what you said a little bit, Chris? Absolutely. Uh, I do, and, and I do. I want to thank everybody here this evening because I, you guys are amazing people, and you're going to have me thinking all night. Trust me on this. Probably for the rest of the week, I'm going to be thinking about what was said tonight. And I just think what has to happen is I think shadow work is so important, and I'm going to say that forever because it changed my life. And I think that uh, men have to, everybody does, but you know, to do the shadow work on yourself and start asking yourself the hard questions, because deep down, if you're being brutally honest with yourself, you know, whether you're a good man or you're a piece of shit. I mean, you, you do, I, I would hope so. And if you're just being honest and with yourself and doing that work on yourself and start educating yourself and seeking out this knowledge, you know, about natural law and the things that we're talking about, and it's as simple as like what uh, Brandon was saying starts as I, and I said too, I, I was from what Brandon said, is that just start simple, you know, keep your word, just start something simple like that. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. And I just really want to say that the shadow work is important. I think that that's the foundation that a lot of people are lacking and they're scared to death to truly do it. And it's a game changer when you're brutally honest with yourself and you do it and ask yourself the tough questions. And I'll just end with saying like, you know, you know, <laughs> if you're a good person or not, or if you are lying to yourself and people. So I'll just end with that. Yeah. A real man admits when he's wrong. Exactly. You know? That's the other side of what we were saying, like keeping to your word and having good words to say. And the other side of it is recognizing when what you said was wrong and being able to admit it. That takes a real man, you know, mm -hmm. the bigger man is the one who can admit that he's not perfect. And then he made a mistake and, and hold, be, you know, be responsible. So good, man. I think this all advice will help us all be a better man. And um, I'm going to be certainly working on that myself. And I encourage everyone else to do the same. And I hope these words help whoever is listening on their um, journey and their path as well. I appreciate it guys. Thanks much. Thank you Thank guys you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the, uh, the other wonderful chat. Yeah. Honor amongst men, yo. Yeah.